Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morris and Forster, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Welcome to MoFo's Asia Sustainability Puzzle Series. My name is Marsha Ellis. I am global co-chair of MoFo's private equity practice. In our 2022 report, we concluded that sustainability work had become a clear priority for GPs headquartered in Asia, with most organizations devoting increasingly significant resources to this area. However, we also noted that work was at an early stage for many in the region. In this podcast, one of the world's best-known privacy and AI advisors, Loka Morel, will have a discussion with our Shanghai-based PE partner, Wong Jingzhao, on the concept of responsible tech. We will illustrate this with practical examples already implemented by Asian companies and also discuss how PE funds can factor responsible tech into their investment decisions and the management of their portfolio companies. Hi, my name is Rong Jing. I am a corporate partner based in Morrison Foster's Shanghai office. I'm very glad to be here to discuss responsible tech with my colleague Luke today. I'm Luca Morel. I'm in MoFo's Brussels office, part of the global privacy and cyber team, a member of the ESG steering committee. But I'm also a professor at global technology and law, and I teach uh, responsible AI uh, at the university in Tilburg. Thank you very much, Luke. To many business people in Asia, I mean, according to our latest um, ESG survey, responsible tech is synonymous with and limited to data privacy and cybersecurity. So how do we define responsible tech? Yeah, I noticed that in the uh, survey as well. Uh, Responsible tech is obviously also privacy and security, but it's much broader than that. At a minimum, responsible tech is that you actively consider the potential negative impacts of the technology on not only individuals, but also society and the environment at large, and that you actively try to mitigate the potential risks and harms. But you can also look at it broader, and then at its best, responsible tech means that you design, deploy, and use technology for the good, where you promote a fair and inclusive society, where the benefits and the burdens are equally shared, have fairly shared between individuals and companies and, and the government. We see responsible tech fitting in with corporate social responsibility, whereby companies, in addition uh, to following the law, integrate social, environmental, ethical, consumer and human rights concerns into their business strategies and operations. By now, we see all new laws popping up, basically also telling companies to do this act responsibly uh, by law. So we have the upcoming AI Act in Europe. Uh, basically requiring you to do a risk assessment, as I just explained, eh? assessing the risk and addressing those risks. But I also saw that China a few months ago issued binding regulations on the use of generative AI. And uh, so this is not something uh, unique to Europe. It's uh, everywhere around the world popping up new laws. Yeah, I totally agree with you that it's actually a more broader international topic for responsible tech, right? So are there um, different phases of the life cycle of responsible tech? And, and if so, could you just give us some example for each of them? 
Yes. Well, as you said at the beginning, in Asia, apparently it is about that the deployment of technologies complies with data protection and cybersecurity requirements. But you can only achieve responsible tech if you apply it throughout the entire life cycle of these uh, disrupting technologies. And there's three stages. It's One is how the technologies are designed and developed, then how they are deployed and to whom they are sold, and then actually how they are used by the companies buying the technology from the original creators. So an example of each one of them, design and development, uh, you should think about you know, whether you have an inclusive design. We have people with visual impairments or mo- mobility constraints, and often they have to wait months or years for accommodations that they can actually use applications and devices. Uh, actually, there are laws around the world that already require that you implement that in, uh, based on inclusivity. Yeah? But another element is that you design that you do not, algorithms do not create bias. Yeah? Smartphone biometrics and cameras can actually struggle to perceive and render the skin tones of non-white individuals. And that you can, you can address that by having inclusive, diverse and representative data sets but also, you know, um, diverse and representative development teams. So an example of deployment, it's obvious, I think, uh, technology can be used for, uh, it's not good or bad, uh, but it's also not neutral, depending on how you use it, whether it's good or bad. So I see companies implementing acceptable use policies, restricting certain uh, high-risk use cases just by contractually excluding them, And you can imagine, facial recognition can be used for very benign purposes, but it can also be used by the government for other things. That is the deployment. And then we have the use. Obviously, the company using the technology has also responsibilities. I see stores using facial recognition to prevent theft and share data of shoplifters across with, with all other shops. And um, it can result in, in a miner uh, having one small mistake and then being excluded from all shops. I think that is overdoing it. Huh? Excessive punishment weighed against the interest of the shop owner. So these are the three phases and three examples of responsible uh, technology. Well, thank you very much. That's very clear. And I'm glad that we actually have developed such a, like a layered understanding of and, and and get the audience maybe more into the deeper thoughts of um, you know what actually can constitute the concept of responsible app. So, Rongjing, um, are there any good examples of responsible tech in Asia countries? So, China. Yeah, you know, just to tracing back to the different phases of the life cycle of responsible tech that you just illustrated, right? I think take China as an example. These responsible practices are pretty evident in some of the leading online streaming websites, such as like Tencent's video and iQIYI, which offers a use model to monitor and restrict the age-appropriate content. So those are similar to the U.S. film rating system. Additionally, you know, the two of the most popular mobile apps in China, like WeChat and Alipay, those have developed accessibility feature for visually impaired users. Uh, which were designed to help enhance their social and payment experiences as well. Um, you know, taking those in our daily life, I think the apps such as like Meituan, which is a food delivery and service platform, 
or Didi, which is a rate hailing service platform, they have also introduced the elderly friendly model, which is quite cool. They were like simplifying interfaces and accommodation uh, functions for the older users, which reflect a commitment to inclusivity and responsible tech adoption. So these are some of the examples just demonstrate how China's technology industry has developed to respond to the diverse uh, users need while also promoting a safer and more accessible digital environment for the users. Thank you. Really good examples. So how can PE funds factor responsible tech into their investment decisions and the management of their portfolios? Can you can you give some pointers there? Yeah, in terms of the investment, I think primarily they will incorporate the ESG criteria into the investment screening and due diligence protocols when they're doing the initial diligence, right? So they will conduct a thorough assessment of the technology-related aspects of their potential investments. And in some countries, they will also have some not having compliance with energy consumption level based on laws may also affect the value that PE sponsors will be looking to in terms of assessing the target's uh, investment value. On the other hand, they will for sure conduct responsible tech-specific reviews to evaluate how a company develops, use, or safeguard their own technology assets because nowadays these have turned out to be like a more and more important. This will involve pre-investment examination of whether a key technology has a potential to yield enduring value or, you know, conversely, they will result in unforeseen adverse ramifications as well. So that's the investment level. Sometimes it will also, you know, ensure the data utilized by the target company that they're looking into uh, have been legally used. For example, we're looking at like training data market for marketing purposes or otherwise, those data have been like uh, complied with uh, data securities law, etc. In terms of monitoring the portfolio management, I think usually the PE funds will use their influence to push for a sustainability initiatives and responsible data handling within their portfolio companies. At minimum, they should understand levels of compliance with laws and responsible technology principles and some social expectations on a regular basis. Some of the PE funds also help ensure a program for improvement for those portfolio companies to enhance their ESG awareness and their awareness of the responsible tech. For example, some of the funds will review the measures in place to protect user data and ensure data privacy compliance with their portfolios and address potential risks relating to data breaches. So those can have serious legal, financial, and reputational consequences for uh, especially the important portfolios owned by the private equity funds. Funds can also encourage their portfolio company to share knowledge and best practice related to responsible tech um, to foster a common value recognition. So overall, I think portfolio management um, to enhance responsible tech should also include encouraging the portfolio companies to report on their own responsible tech practices. Um, generally, transparent uh, reporting will definitely enhance um, uh, their reputation and attract social responsible investors. It will also become increasingly important for valuation in many countries in the coming years. So it's heavily talked about in the UK and continental Europe, for example. So overall, I think it is important for private equity funds portfolio company to engage with various stakeholders, including customers, employees, and communities to understand their concerns and expectations regarding responsible tech. Um, so look, so having said that, you know, given that all of the efforts that private equity funds can do to promote the 
um, concept of responsible tax within their portfolio companies. What kind of thing that you think the Asia company should be doing in order to further promote the responsible tax concept? Yes, well, I think I would recommend them to really look into it because we, what we will see is that countries around the world, if you want to have access to markets outside of Asia, all countries are looking at new legislation trying to uh, achieve responsible uh, AI and, and technology. So if, if that is the case, to keep access to those markets, and while the, the laws are being made and still in flux, it is really good to look at the underlying principles of responsible tech. Because if you develop something, I know you train AI, you can do it once, once you did it, and it isn't, it, it creates bias or it isn't, it's difficult to repair after the fact. You will have to start anew. So it's good to look at the underlying principles and then have a good program to make sure your technology is inclusive, is responsible. Um, you looked at the energy use and you can report on that. Um, so you're better placed to uh, make sure that you comply with, with laws when they pop up around the world. And I know it's difficult to anticipate on, on rules that are not there yet, but if you do a proper responsible development program, the chances that your products uh, are still viable uh, uh, in the long run is, is obviously uh, much higher. Thanks. I think our ESG report has, uh, you know, especially on the responsible tech chapter, has summarized uh, some some very good advice for you know readers to understand how best they can do. So we would encourage you know our audience to also refer to our written report if you need more questions or uh, if you need more guidance. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to our sustainability puzzle podcast. We hope that you will listen to subsequent podcasts in this series and read our full report. If you have comments or questions, please contact us at esg at mofo.com. Please make sure to subscribe to the Mofo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts. 